Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello everyone welcome to the shape of work and today as our guest we have Suhail Vodgaukar who is the head of HR at Deserve hi Suhail how are you doing today hi i'm doing i'm doing really well uh, thanks thanks for having me here that's great suhail uh, so you know where are you currently based out of uh, nikita i'm right now in bangalore uh, but otherwise i've been in pune i've spent most of the pandemic over there my family's over there um we've uh, i have recently moved to deserve uh, but my last company was was remote um and even at deserve our our teams are split between mumbai and uh, bangalore great uh, so before we begin with the podcast uh, you know why don't we set a base for our listeners help us with uh, your career journey so far okay absolutely so um i have a slightly you know uh, different career trajectory that i've taken um i started off my career with uh, hotels i was a hotelier with itc uh, hotels um did my hotel management graduated in 2008 joined as a management trainee um i wanted to be a chef uh but you know during my training i realized that okay maybe i don't necessarily want to be in the kitchen i want to be in a more customer customer facing role so i did uh, fmb operations and then eventually sales worked at a different uh, bunch of properties at ipc was part of the opening team of the gardenia in bangalore and then in 2015 i joined a very early stage company at that time today no uh, it's it's a huge uh, uh, renowned startup called urban company that time it was called urban club joined and you know i joined so early that we were we were only nine people and started out with uh, the mandate of building the customer experience operation i because i came from a very customer centric customer focused industry i think uh, they wanted someone who came from that background and hence i landed up over there um that was my first trip with tech uh, and startups and i i have always been someone who's feared tech um because i'm not an engineer but you know i think it was serendipity that i just got uh, caught up in it uc was you know a, a great learning uh, platform i built out customer experience i handled the brand and eventually i moved into the people function uh, two years ago um, and i was leading talent acquisition and uh, hr business partnering moved out of urban company uh, late last year um, I, th- i i just needed a break um, startups are intense um, you tend to you tend to burn out burnout is very real and i needed a break um, and i also wanted to get back into the early stage uh, game right i think there's a different thrill that you get in building companies from scratch uh, and seeing them you know blossom into uh, unicorns or 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 multi unicorns right so um, yeah and that's that's how i came to deserve i you know i interacted with the deserve founders uh, through our investors um for some knowledge sharing and i really liked the team at deserve uh, very grounded uh, great ideas i think solving a very real problem for for our generation you know aligned with their vision and then that's that's how i came in into this organization 
that's quite a journey from being a hotelier to you know people hr that's quite a journey you had so hail i wish you all the success for the future endeavors as well thank you now, thank since, you so much since we begin with you know talking about the pandemic how you spend your time in pune and bangalore the prolonged crisis has severely impacted the employee well being what can the employers do differently to bring about a meaningful and sustainable shift in the wellness quotient according to you oh uh, yeah i think the way wellness is looked at has also evolved over the course of this pandemic right um initially the reason why all the companies started work, working from home is um they were very fearful about the spread of the virus in an office space right that one person gets it everyone will get it you'll have teams that are completely down right so from a business i think it was more of a business decision along with like a safety because you know initially also the death rate was very low uh right even when the first wave hit india the death rate was still low uh i th- i think then the real fear around safety and and overall uh loss uh happened in in the second wave when we actually started you know when it hit closer home and people started to lose members of their family and um you know uh, there were i mean some of us even lost colleagues right uh, i think the fear around safety uh, and just you know mortality set in so that was a significant shift uh, it became very real in the second uh, wave um and you know now and what happened was that the whole sort of push towards mental health also started to happen around that time right because one is of course initially people were isolated they were alone right uh people were in different cities because we went lockdown and you know people were stuck etc so they were like they were alone and that had a psychological impact again in the second wave then you know it was people people started to lose their loved ones right uh people were dying around us and the psychological impact of that was very different um so overall i i think the the way companies looked at health uh, wellness was of course there was a lot of focus on on mental well being uh right and there was you know we saw some companies do some great work right where they introduced uh free therapy you know there was always uh, uh you know a buddy on call they started to pair people together or you had like a, a, a you know caregiver with, within this leadership who you could reach out to and that person was not necessarily your manager you know we did a lot of these things in my last organization and then the you know when the focus sort of moved to uh, real psychological safety in terms of you know being alive or not or you know having having gone through uh, the loss of someone loved again that evolved right then you were you were you were doing a lot more sharing right you were having these open forums where you were you were getting people uh, you were allowing people the chance to be vulnerable letting them know that hey you're not alone we're all going through the same thing uh right i think um i i think sharing and giving people the opportunities and avenues to get the right uh psychological and medical care um have been the big shifts in the way companies operate uh right um that i do feel has seen some evolution but that's here to stay now 
that's a good insight for 2021 what do you think would be you know the key learnings that you might drive your people strategies with in 2022 so um, see that's what i said right this is here to stay now right i i think the 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 stigma of mental well being or you know earlier it was not it was you know talking about therapy didn't exist right Correct. nobody used to talk about therapy no one would say i i take therapy um i think now that has changed that narrative has changed now people are being very open right they they're saying that hey this is having a mental uh, impact this is having a, an impact on my mental health and it could be any situation right um and companies uh will should be able to give a solution to that right one so i do feel that uh, the ability for people to talk about how things affect their psychological well-being is here to stay uh the way companies address these issues and also talk about them more openly is here to stay um in a, you know most companies are going to adopt a hybrid way of working which means that some people are going to be remote some people are not going to be some people want to come to the office they are going to be given a choice um one thing that's going to be i think hard for all companies is how to how not to differentiate between employees who are in the office and those who who are if you've given them a choice then you cannot differentiate uh, right that's going to be a tough one and i think that's where you know a lot of hr business partnership is going to be required um I, i i do think that the pandemic has now sort of propelled the hr function to be front and center um right and look i moved into the hr function during the pandemic right i i moved in for a business reason um so i i know the importance of of distributing this work uh, right between business leaders and hr leaders uh, but it's going to be very important to ensure that that cohesiveness between remote employees and non remote employees happens since we are already talking on the font of you know hybrid work culture i have another question for you with employee experience taking center stage in the age of digital and hybrid work what are some of the challenges that are likely to turn up apart from the performance metrics that you just mentioned um so one is this right I, like i said uh, it is going to be very hard to not differentiate between uh, employees who are uh, physically around you uh, and i'm talking about a manager like any manager who has a team that's that is mi- mixed uh, which has people who are remote and non remote the natural bias is going to be that hey i share a relationship with the person i meet every day versus the, the person i meet on zoom right um so i think that is definitely going to be a big challenge um which leaders will have to be very conscious about um right in fact i feel that's going to be the biggest challenge because you know what happens is come appraisals come performance reviews this will creep into the way you you perceive people right and that's going to reflect in in their performance reviews um i think that's one piece that's going to be uh, you know important and it's not going to be easy to solve for uh right we are human beings at the end of the day um the second thing is it's also about the business right um employee experience directly you know translates to you know better business outcomes right and i think it's 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 important to sort of work backwards also that what is it going to take the business to succeed right and then how do you sort of drive your people strategy um rather than sort of basing your people strategy and then looking at business outcomes um i think a lot of companies 
uh, what happens is that hr function you know comes up with a people strategy uh, there is a business strategy and both are not necessarily talking to each other um, i think it's it's important for for hr functions to align very closely with the business right understand deeply what the business strategy is and base their people strategy on that um this i feel has to be like a very sort of clear um and conscious um uh, you know agenda that that is driven by every leader of any organization um i think employee experience you know um has to be measurable um one thing we did a lot was me- constantly measure what uh, employee experience is um we used nps as a metric uh, which was very helpful um and those and there was a target for every business partner to move to you know drive up their functional nps right um but employee experience is actually very broad because what happens is for some teams it is you know what they want what they are looking for is appreciation right um for some teams it was and it also depends on the level for some teams it was or some levels it was that we were just spending so much of time in meetings so calendar management was an important uh, uh, sort of uh, lesson that people needed right right oh, and an intervention just calendar management right imagine telling telling teams that hey you can't have uh, more than six or five or six meetings in a day um right um then also time off that hey if you are off um how how do we ensure that nobody's calling right so there are small things which you know small interventions that are needed um which is the perception that that, that is overall uh, employee uh, experience but there are larger things also right like now you you see esops compensation compensation has become such a big uh, talking point right now because there is so much of attrition companies are are hemorrhaging talent um there is so much of money in the market so you know come there is no uh there is there are no bands anymore right compensation is through the roof so i i do feel like employee experience is too broad a topic i i feel like for different companies at different stages you have to base your people strategy on your business strategy um and not the other way around both are not mutually exclusive of, of each other they are very integrated um and then take it from there that makes sense that definitely makes sense so you know when we are talking about barriers that can happen with these different strategies there is another question that's there in my mind what are some workplace barriers to implementing employee learning during these volatile times what's your plan to overcome them i think learning is one of the biggest offerings you can give to an employee after you know having done a lot of lot of interviewing and recruitment people join another company for the learning opportunity more than compensation right it's it's learning that's the the you know the the biggest sort of driver to join a company followed by culture and then followed by compensation uh right so if you can't ever discount um learning and uh, and, and that's what i really that that's what i feel that every leader needs to think about right that are their teams learning enough and not just their immediate reportees but everyone down the line and this is a slightly double edged sword because you only learn when you are when you are pushing yourself right 
when you're doing something that is out of your comfort zone which means that you could be you know you you could be in in a team that is that is being pushed um uh, for your own self learning i i do feel that like a lot of leaders right now in this situation uh might feel that hey we, we we can't push our teams we can't push our team members because they leave right um but it's important to communicate this that look your learning is important to me um and hence you know we want to ensure that you're thinking out of the box you're we as leaders you know we we should not be solutioning we should be getting the solution out of the people uh in our teams right um and that's that's where i say you know you're pushing them to think you're pushing them to act differently you're pushing them to uh raise the bar constantly uh right but i i think it has to be done in in a in a you have to be very communicative about this so your communication has to be absolutely clear um the other thing is that also giving them time and space to get some external learning right um companies are are making linkedin learning available to their employees they're making courses available etc um so you know in performance and look you can't spoon spoon feed people right you have to give them the space and expect them to be able to do it on their own um but i think it's also important to to you know when you assess people at the end of the quarter or at the end of the or end of the half year um you should also ask them what external learning have you done and if the answer is no then in the plan for them for the next half year you build this in right and hold yourself accountable um while you're you're not going to be necessarily doing the course or or program to teach them you're ensuring that you're at least giving them the time and space to do it ultimately it is important to upskill and learn every day yeah absolutely you know this the unfortunate truth with remote working is is that that a lot of learning happens when you interact with different team members right um you know those those coffee conversations you go to the pantry you're just asking people hey what are you doing you're spending time with different people uh remote working unfortunately has taken that away um uh, and you know even that needs to be program managed but it's but it's so much nicer having a conversation in person than doing it over zoom right um so that's why leaders have to be more mindful about this now that people are learning because if they don't learn learn they will leave that is for sure professional development is important absolutely professional and you know it could also mean that someone is just learning a language right but you're giving them the the, the space to do it correct so in your opinion what are the cornerstones of building and you know inclusive and high performing digital work culture since we are already talking about zoom so here's where recruitment teams play a very key role right um, i do feel that a lot of our recruitment is done reactively more than proactively it's only at a leadership level where are you really sort of investing time and and figuring out the right person to bring into that role uh right um i think one important step is to invest in a in a recruitment team that is working proactively as well as reactively and so what does that mean right reactive is your you know your there are open roles because someone has left etc and the way attrition is now you're always going to be behind the curve you'll never have enough people every team will say mujhe log chahiye uh and uh, you know teams are scrambling to hire for that but you also need to have a dedicated team that is active on uh, that is working on proactive hiring right 
um and this is where you want to invest in bring, bringing you know uh, diversity um and by diversity i don't just mean that having people you know with uh, who having you know a certain male female uh, ratio or having you know uh, employees from the lgbtq uh, cohort etc uh it really it generally means that just having people who bring in divergent thought right uh, like let me give you an example you have a product team uh right um product teams generally are made up of product managers who come from different companies where they have been product managers right so they may have uh, they have might have been uh, associate product managers here they are product managers uh but i think it's 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 important for for uh, you know teams to think about bringing in different kind of people like you can have you, you know you can hire a couple of people who come from consumer product companies right you can have people who grow internally into the product team right they, so in our case they come from the investing team or they come from the engineering team uh right you can have you know you can be hiring directly from from management consulting firms uh right um and then you also like bring in people from different sort of tech backgrounds altogether right you you have uh, you hire people from uh b2b saas companies uh right uh because what happens is that divergent thought on the table brings in a lot of um that that there might be some friction uh right but it just broadens the horizon and the way your your business is built because then you are you you have a you have a very 360 perspective right and that is important for any successful business so when you have a proactive uh, recruitment team they are already looking at the existing pool uh, you know the base of employees and saying okay we already have these kind of people now let's look for slightly different people let's look for people from different backgrounds uh, right like can we hire people from fashion for for the product team? uh right um and of course like it's important to have uh you know a, a good mix of you know men and women in, in any organization so if you know there are teams where you know your your uh female employee base is low um then you are uh, you know consistently working towards increasing it and that's where proactive uh, recruitment teams really help yeah that's that's where i feel like it you know that's how you can effectively work on diversity otherwise it never happens because you're just fire fighting is the different point of views that matter in you know building up the products and the services absolutely and and you know most i mean most companies they they might have like a like i've seen companies have a very large female consumer base uh but like an all male engineering team right so you are building tools or you are building products for a female consumer you don't know i mean you uh, only a female knows what uh, what a female consumer needs right if she is a consumer so yeah i think that that thought is important and and understand and having a you know an employee base that mimics your consumer base right so i think so well we have reached the end of our podcast it was great having a conversation with you today so if our listeners if they want to connect with you how do you think they can do the same i'm on linkedin uh, right so they can they can reach out to me on linkedin um i'm also on instagram uh you know my handle is uh, at side please uh, i'm not so active on twitter uh but i think linkedin is definitely the easiest way to do so definitely that was great having you sohail and we look forward to recording more such conversations with you thank you absolutely absolutely i'd love to do that in the future 
um hopefully i would have done little more work on the people side uh, i deserve i think this year is going to be very interesting because uh, I, i think we are close to the end of the pandemic i'm keeping my fingers crossed here um and now once we are out of it i think there'll be a lot of evolution in the way companies operate and teams operate right so it'll be interesting to see how this year lands right all right thank you for your insight suhail thank you so much bye it was lovely talking to you